Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Tara Wagner. Tara is a belief breakthrough coach for overwhelmed female entrepreneurs who know their biggest bottleneck to success is their own mindset and habits. She helps women break through their limiting beliefs and fears, change their daily habits and patterns, and learn better ways of showing up like a boss in their business. I'm so excited to have Tara here to chat all about time walking like a boss, so let's dive right in. Hi, Tara. I'm so excited to chat with you today all about time blocking like a boss. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing it all. Actually, can we start over because it's... Hi, Tara. I'm so excited to chat with you today all about time blocking like a boss. So before we dive into this episode, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing it all? Absolutely. So I am actually a belief breakthrough coach. And what I focus on is helping women who are struggling with overwhelm, with fear, with limiting beliefs, learn a process to overcome those limiting beliefs, overcome those fears, overcome the mindsets that might be holding us back. And the reason that I talk so much about things like time blocking because A, I'm just passionate about productivity. Like, I don't know why, it just gets me excited. But also I find that a lot of women will come to a challenge like this. They'll feel very overwhelmed with so many things going on in their business. And the message out there today is if you feel overwhelmed, it's a mindset issue, it's a limiting belief. And really it's not. There's a difference between a mindset issue and a skill set issue. And so I love talking about the skills that accompany some of these mindset things. And so I've been doing belief breakthrough work for about 10 years, coming up on 10 years now. I absolutely love it. Um, I kind of fell into it just because it was work that I was doing on myself. I started to do life coaching and I started to do this with other people. And it's something I'm so passionate about. I think that women in business in particular are going to be the healing force in this world. And in order for us to do that, we have to overcome all of that conditioning that tells us that we can't. And so if I can be a part of helping other women to do that, oh my goodness, that just, that gets me super excited. No, I love that. And I totally agree. Productivity is like my thing too. So, and people are always like, why, why are you so interested in that? I'm like, well, it's just exciting to me. Like checking things off my to-do list and like getting things done is just something that really lights me up. And it doesn't always, you know, other people don't always agree with that. But yeah, for me, it's just really, really crucial to have a really good schedule and, you know, being productive on a day-to-day basis. I don't, if I'm not productive, I am not happy. Yeah. Well, and especially nowadays, we have so many demands on our attention. We have so many things pulling us in different directions that if we're not just daily focused on, on focus, on productivity, on eliminating the things that we don't need to be doing, if we're not doing that, we end up spending a lot of our time on things that are not moving us forward. And then comes that frustration of I'm spinning my wheels, I'm not getting any traction in my business. And so it's so important to just know some different skills to help you to navigate this very, you know, information overloaded world that we live in right now. 
Exactly. And you know what I've discovered over time is not everything is going to work for everyone. Like, you know, time blocking may not work for everyone, but it's a good method to at least be informed about. So you can try it and if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, there are definitely other productivity methods that you can employ. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if it doesn't, there's always going to be a shred of truth in everything. And so, you know, I was very anti-schedule, anti-routine, anti-time blocking for a long time. I came to it very reluctantly over time because I realized for myself that my lack of routine and schedule was creating the chaos that I was trying to overcome. And so that may be the case for some people that resist it now. It may also just be the case that it's not going to be 100% fit, but go through this and really pull out the nuggets that are going to speak to you because there is always a shred of truth in everything out there. That's why people can be so successful doing so many different things is because there's always truth in everything that we're doing. And so just finding that and seeing how it applies to you is going to help you to move yourself forward and out of that overwhelm, out of that frustration when you're looking at your to-do list or your calendar. Exactly. And, you know, even if, you know, you don't feel like time blocking is 100% for you, even just for me personally, I don't time block every single day, but there are times that I do, like say my monthly routine where I'm doing all the monthly tasks that I need to be doing. I'll set aside like two or three hours and knock that out on, you know, the first of the month or the 30th of the month or something. So I don't do it every single day, but just like if you're not feeling comfortable with time blocking on a daily basis, at least like for those really crucial things, like, you know, we have to get all your accounting stuff together for the month or you have like a weekly block routine or whatever you need to do, but just making it kind of fit into your life. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that too, because I agree when I got started, I wasn't time blocking everything. Because again, I was very reluctant. <laughs> but once I started, I started with just a few things. And I could slowly build on it from there to create what worked for me. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying there. For sure. Okay, so let's dive right in. So how can time blocking really just help us be more productive in our day-to-day, whether that's business or in life or, you know, as a whole? Yeah, so I really think it comes back to those distractions and the demands that we have on our attention right now. I don't remember who first said it, but a lot of people are repeating it, that attention is the new currency. That's what everybody's hungry for. And so we've got so many different things that are pulling us in so many different directions. Time blocking is really a way to, when it's done right, can be a way to get clear on where you need to be spending your time, how you need to be spending your time, and then learning how to prioritize the right things first so that the wrong things will either fall away or the small things will take care of themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like even with those smaller things that need to be done, but you don't need to be doing them, you can always outsource them as well. So like- Absolutely. So you're not spending your focus on those things that it's like, okay, this needs to be done, but I don't need to be doing it. Absolutely. And if you go through the time blocking process, you'll figure out what those things are. But if you're not really clear on- how it is you're spending your time, you don't realize how many things you don't need to do or how many things could you free up by giving them to someone else. So just going through this process, it's going to be eye-opening in a lot of different ways. Should we explain like what time blocking is for anybody who might not know? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that would be great. Yeah, just kind of okay. explanation of what it is and you know, how it helps and stuff like that. So uh, some people call it calendar blocking, which I think gives a better visual of what this looks like. Um, basically, it's a way to structure the time in your day or your week or your month, depending on the, the tasks and activities you're trying to prioritize, 
it's a way to structure the actual hours on your calendar so that you're prioritizing your goals, your values, your big dreams, the really big things in our life that we want to nurture, that we want to handle first, but that tend to get neglected because of all the little tiny things that are, you know, pulling on our attention. So it's a way to rearrange our schedule and to schedule the most important things first and then making the right amount of time for the right things in your week. Yeah, I, yeah, time blocking, yeah, for sure. Uh, that is a really good definition and I could not have said that better. So thank you for explaining that to us. So yeah. when it comes to time blocking, what are some of your best tips for doing it efficiently and effectively? Yeah, so I did, a, um, I did a couple YouTube videos on this and one of them went through, there's seven different steps that I go through with somebody when I'm talking about time blocking that I found are really crucial because a lot of people will sit down with their calendar and they'll start blocking off time, but they miss these crucial steps in order to make sure that time blocking actually works. And that's when I hear from a lot of people saying, I hate time blocking or this doesn't work. So is it okay if I just kind of walk through these steps briefly? Yeah, of course, go for it. Okay, so the first step is just getting clarity. So many people just start throwing things on their calendar and that it doesn't work. You've got to get clarity on what are your real, real priorities, long-term goals, um, the things that you are wanting to make sure are the foundation in your life, but also the things that you are achieving in the long run. So what I mean by this is in terms of priorities, this is your health, your well-being, your significant other, your family, um, and then big goals and dreams. Like, you know, I want to write a book. That needs to be time blocked instead of I want to write a book, but three months pass and we don't get anywhere on it. So getting those really big things that are easy to neglect onto the calendar first, getting clear on what those things are, getting clear on just our, our big vision, you know, what what do we want our life to look like? Because if we're not organizing our week around that, guess what? It's not going to look like that. And then making sure that we understand why those things matter to us. How do they align with our values and principles? So it's, this is really about figuring out what is going to get time blocked, not necessarily doing the time blocking. And I really encourage people to spend more time here than they think they might need because this oftentimes is the missing piece. People, when I talk to people individually, this is the piece that they didn't spend enough time on. So many, so many times that's the case. So spending a lot of time making sure that you're really clear on um, where you're going, what you wanna be experiencing, how you wanna be feeling, what really matters to you, and making sure that those are going on your calendar first. That's the very first step. Um, the next step is to know what's called your IPAs, and I don't mean Indian Pale Ale. <laughs> this is your income-producing activities. So with income-producing activities, this obviously varies from business to business. So it might be, you know, making phone calls or sending an email or working on a, a product or a project or, you know, following up with people. But it's basically like what pays the bills or I like to say what's closest to cash because it's easy to feel like everything pays the bills. But there are some things that like really closely pay the bills and then some things that are like six degrees of separation from our bills. <laughs> and we tend to focus on like the Instagram posts that's not closest to cash. Yes. Yeah. 
it's, you know, the really important things we need to be doing. Exactly. So does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then I was going to say you're right though, because a lot of people are like, oh, I need to do these Instagram posts so I could potentially find this one client, but it's yeah. not really going to like, that's not going to make or break whether we're exactly. making it or not. So. Exactly. I call that procrastinating. That's where we're working really hard at the wrong things. And we're like procrastinating on the things that we really need to do because we might have some resistance or we might feel the overwhelm or, or again, we might just not have that clarity on it. Right. Exactly. Um, and then when it comes to IPAs too, I've also noticed that people need to make sure they're paying attention to not just weekly tasks, but also tasks that maybe don't recur as often. So monthly, quarterly, even annually tasks, making sure that those are on the calendar as well, because otherwise I find that people will create their calendar in a weekly bubble mm -hmm. and forget that, you know, at the end of the month, there's always this hustle or every April I'm always doing this big trip and those things aren't accounted for. And so it just kind of falls apart from there. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I like that you say not to focus just on the week at hand, like really like honing in on the whole year, the whole month, and, you know, just making sure that everything is accounted for so you don't get to the end of the month like, oh my gosh, I still need to do this. And it's the 31st. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like just taking that, like zooming out and taking the bird's eye view of your entire year and then slowly zooming in and making sure that everything is actually on that calendar. Um, so the next step, and this is honestly probably the hardest step, um, if somebody struggles with this, I, I'll tell them, find somebody to help you with it, because there are people that have a natural skill for this. Their brains are just oriented in this way, and other people are not. So if your brain is oriented more big picture, big vision, and you get overwhelmed with the tiny details, this step is really difficult. What you need to do with this third step is break everything down. So we take a big goal like writing a book and we put that on our to-do list and it's like, holy crap, we look at it and it's big and it's scary and it's just not even possible. But if we break that down into smaller and smaller steps, and I actually tell people, break it down until your steps are under an hour long. Mm -hmm. If you can get that step done in 15 to 30 minutes, that's a good step. If there's no subtasks with that task also, that's a good step because the bigger something is, the more overwhelmed we are by it and the quicker we are to push it off. However, when we're time blocking, if we only have 15 minutes and we look at our big goal and we say, hey, you know, I need to outline this book chapter or I need to, you know, research this one article for this book, mm -hmm. that's going to take me 20 minutes. I can just squeeze that in right here we then start chipping away at this big giant project because we've broken it down into these small manageable tasks on our, on our to-do list. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what I do currently. Like, you know, if yeah. I was just going to put launch new course, like obviously that takes a lot more than just saying, I'm going to launch this course. Like obviously you have to go create the course, create all the sales stuff, and then actually the launch copy and then actually go and physically launch it. So yeah. there's a lot more steps that, comes to it and a lot of people that's where they get stuck because they're like well I want to do this really big thing but I don't know what I need to do to get to the end game and then also like how to work backwards and working backwards is really important for those really big tasks absolutely absolutely and I also find too I don't know if you find this but I need to categorize my steps so like I have a research phase and an outlining phase and a creation phase and a tech phase and a marketing phase and like if I don't organize it like that 
my brain can't handle. Like I'm a big picture person unless it's super, super organized. <laughs> if it's yeah. a big, like crazy mess, I'm going to get lost in the weeds. So I will actually, I don't know if you've ever heard that Abraham Lincoln quote, if you give me five hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first four sharpening my ax. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I feel like time blocking is for me and doing this type of breakdown is for me. It's getting everything organized and outlined so that when I go, I'm hitting the ground running. I've got nothing tripping me up. Everything is totally clear. The path is totally clear and I can just drive it home. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I also think that we kind of do things in the time that we allow. So like if someone's like they give themselves 10 hours to do this task, they're gonna take the full 10 hours. But if you're only giving yourself like two or three hours, then you're going to make it work in those times. And especially if you're a perfectionist, um, when it comes to things that are like sales copy or just writing copy and things like that, you know, absolutely doing it in a smaller amount of time ends up helping in the long run. I mean, you can always come back and review, but it just takes away that whole need to be a perfectionist. Yeah. There's actually a name for that. And I always mess it up. I want to say it's Parkinson's law, but it's yeah, something like yeah, the size of task will expand to the time allotted to it. Yeah, and yeah. So true. <laughs> if yeah, you no, it three is. months, it'll take three months, but you'll probably do most of your hustling in that last seven days. So. Exactly, because you're like, you keep putting it off because you're like, well, you know, it's not due until yep. December 5th. So then you're like, oh, it's December 1st. Let me get it, get it done. But yeah, yeah exactly. Great. So that kind of goes into the next step too, which is all about timing. So... I tell people to time um, what they're doing and by timing what they're doing, what I actually mean is assigning a time to each task. So like I said before, when you're breaking down that big project into small tasks, figuring out like a 15 minute task, write that down on your to-do list, write down 15 minutes so that when you're going in and calendaring all of these things, you're going to be able to put that into a 15 minute slot. However, you have to make sure that you are getting a realistic estimate. And to do that, I start off with an estimate and then I add 50%. So if I think it's going to take me 10 minutes, I'm going to put down 15. Mm -hmm. If I think it's going to take me 30 minutes, I'm going to put down 45. Because like, let's be realistic. When does everything ever go <laughs> perfectly according to plan? That's just crazy talk. <laughs> so making sure that I've got all that written down is really helpful because again, at a glance, if I haven't opened 15 minutes because I've time blocked really well and I've given myself that cushion and at the end of the day, I've got some free time. I can jump into those big projects or those big dreams and start chipping away at those a little bit more. The other thing with this though, is you have to actually track it to make sure that you're on task because some people will say, I think it's going to take 30 minutes. I'm going to give myself 45 and then two hours later, they're still working on it. <laughs> yeah. And that could be a distraction thing, but yeah. sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't realistic about this. So making sure that we're tracking it so that we can keep adjusting our time blocking, because that's a big thing. A lot of people go into time blocking and you're not going to get it right out of the gate. You're not going to nail it your first week, your first month. I mean, it's taken me, I don't even want to tell you how long because then I might scare everybody off from time blocking. And that might just be, I took a long time at this, but it can take you some time to really hone in on your own perfect version of time blocking. So you got to track this stuff to figure out what's working and what's not working so that you can keep adjusting it as you go along to make sure that it's something that's not going to drive you crazy, that it's actually going to be helping you. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And whenever you said like, you know, kind of figuring out how much time things are going to take you, I actually just started experimenting with a new project management tool called ClickUp and they actually like let you estimate the task time. And that is so cool because you can see like how long it's supposed to take. And then if you have like someone on your team that's working on it and they can track their time and it can like match up like, okay, it was supposed to take 15, but it actually took them 30 and then kind of pinpoint why that could have been. Love that. It's a really cool feature. Yeah. I I use Asana currently, but I was just kind of testing it to see if I wanted to switch. And I was like, that is a big deal. I kind of like that. So I might, I might be switching eventually. (laughs) Yeah, that is really cool. It really makes a big difference. And I'm a big, like one of my little mantras is know your numbers. And this is one of the numbers that we need to know as women in business, we need to know where our time is going down to the minute. And I know that that can sound a little crazy to people, but Honestly, when you look at very successful women in business, they are very well organized with their time and they do not waste it. They don't allow people to steal it. Mm -hmm. They are down to the minute schedule because they understand money is easy to to replace, but you cannot replace wasted time. We have a limited number of days in our life to do the thing that we're called to do. And if we don't get serious about what we're here for, and we don't start eliminating even things that are wasting 60 seconds here and five minutes there and 10 seconds there, the way that it impacts our impact, the way that it drains our energy, the way that it steals our focus, it, it makes a big difference on what we're able to actually accomplish. I totally agree with that for sure. So step number five, and this is the one that I see a lot of people miss is to plan for the unplannable or the unexpected. And I always had people say, well, I time blocked, but then this happened. And you know, I couldn't plan for that. And it's true to an extent we can't plan for everything, but we can plan for most things. You know, we all have, health insurance and life insurance and car insurance. We all carry around a spare in our trunk. We plan for the unexpected all the time. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that we can do this in our calendar is to look back, first of all, and say, what are some of the common things that have tripped me up? How can I plan for those? And usually it's just about creating some added space in your your week. Um, It might also be adding those 50% to your time estimate, um, adding some um, just just white space, you know, catch up time is what I call it. Every Friday, I don't plan any tasks because that's my overflow day. So if something happened on Wednesday that threw me off and life happens, I mean, you know, we've had tons of family emergencies and all kinds of things happening over the last couple of years, but I've been able to keep my business moving forward because I planned for white space for the unexpected to happen. And then, hey, if I don't have to use it, great. I can catch up on like, you know, this is us on Hulu or something. (laughs) Yeah. That's been very rare. I tend to have to need to use it for something. So that has been one of the um, little secret weapons that I absolutely love. Look back and ask yourself what has tripped me up. And then here's another little trick. Project yourself into the future a year from now and pretend in your mind, say, okay, I didn't hit my goal. Why? What happened? And just start imagining all the little things. And it's interesting what your brain will start to do. It will start coming up with all these possible scenarios like, oh, my kids got sick or, you know, we had to replace our car or we did this or we did that. Then you can come back to the present and say, okay, how can I start to plan for those things now? Or 
if those things happen, what will I do during those times to keep myself moving forward? So for instance, I had to fly to the, I didn't have to, I had the, the um, opportunity to fly to the West Coast to be with my mom after brain surgery. That was huge. I wanted to be able to take that time. So what I did was time block in advance, get a lot of stuff done, and then figured out, okay, what am I going to be able to do when I'm there? Well, I don't really know. So let's create a flexible plan. And I was able to be present with her still working on my business, you know, a couple hours a day getting things done. I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not been time blocking months before that. And then also, you know, being really, um, what's the word, I guess just really um, accustomed to the process of time blocking. And it allowed me to plan for the flexibility that I needed. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially like, you know, like you said, things are always going to come up. And especially as a service-based business owner, like a lot of my listeners are, I think it's also really important because your clients are going to have random emergencies and you're going to have to kind of fix your schedule to, you know, accommodate them sometimes. So that's important to keep in mind too. Um, Absolutely. And if you're at the place in your business where those things keep coming up and you legitimately cannot create enough hours in your day, that's when it's time to start outsourcing because you need to start getting stuff off of your plate or getting other people to handle some of those little fires so that you can be focusing on the big things in your business. That's going to grow your business and not just constantly scrambling to catch up with the current activities in your business. Exactly. I think that's so important. And even if it's just like you keep the client stuff and then you outsource other parts of your business so that you know, you have your hands in your client work, but you know, everything is still getting done. Just kind of whatever you feel comfortable with is really beneficial if you're starting to feel like all you're doing is working 24 seven. Yep, absolutely. And that's a whole nother topic (laughs) living in your first person, but it is, it's big and it's scary and it's important. And that's one of the ways to know if you're getting to that point. Um, Yeah. Do it. For sure. Um, so the next step is to actually just calendar everything, which should go without saying. However, <laughs> I know a lot of people that put all of this on a to-do list and that's, it, it doesn't necessarily not work. It doesn't work for most people though. Most people actually need to take all of these little tasks from their, their breaking it down section and put those tasks on their calendar, literally seeing, okay, from nine to nine fifteen, I'm going to be working on, you know, follow up emails. And from nine fifteen to nine thirty, I'm going to be working on my newsletter. And from nine, you know what I mean? Like just they they actually need to see it on the calendar because yeah. when you see it on the calendar, the reality of it kind of slaps you in the face. You really get a reality check of like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't realistic because when am I going to pee? And when are we going to go have lunch? Yeah. I might want to sleep and my husband might want some time with me at some point. So putting it actual on a calendar. Now I don't always do this, but I've had a lot of experience. So I found a way that works for me. I use a sauna as well and I love it. And when I'm scheduling things in there, I schedule it as like with the calendar, you can set due time. So I'll see nine or nine 15 I have found though that if I'm really busy, I actually need to put the things on the calendar and that helps me to make sure that I'm not getting overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm not slipping into some unrealistic expectation of what I can get done in a day. And then it just, you miss it. You don't realize the minimal white space that you have when it's just sitting on a list versus when you're actually looking at your calendar and saying, okay, 
you know, what are my white spaces here? When do I have flexibility? When do I have downtime? When do I have family time? All of those things. So I tell people to do it in a certain order though. You need to first calendar your self care because mm -hmm. that is one of the first things to go. And we all know that. And even if it's 15 minutes, I don't care. Calendar your self care and make sure that it's good quality self care. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> calendar your family time and you know, your date nights and things like that that are important. Um, time with friends, any of those things. Those are things that are gonna fill your cup and make sure your relationships are healthy and happy while you're hustling and doing your thing. And then start calendaring the small tasks that are associated with those big goals and projects. The big gigantic thing that you wanna be doing that you haven't been doing, whether it's a course or a book or a, you know, whatever that big project is, get the small tasks on your calendar. Don't put that big task on your calendar because that's ridiculous. Because those small tasks calendar in there for a minimum of 30 minutes a day. If you can't work on it for 30 minutes a day, then you don't have a, you don't have a chance of moving this forward. If you're not willing to take that time and say, I am giving this 30 minutes a day, you're not taking it seriously. So 30 minutes is the minimum and it can be hard, I'm not gonna lie, and sometimes we don't nail it every day and that's totally okay, but make that your target every single day regardless. And just tell yourself, nope, we're showing up, we're taking this seriously, you know, I gotta give myself a little pep talk sometimes to keep my button on track, but do what we gotta do because that is the, those are the things that are the easiest to get pushed to the back burner and, and put off until they're, you know, three months have gone by and we're frustrated because we haven't made any progress yet or our family's unhappy or our husband's threatening divorce or <laughs> those other things. Exactly. Yeah. It's really important. Um, and I think that, you know, you know, putting things that are not business related are just really necessary because not only does that, help you as a girl, as a person, but it also helps you take a step back from your business and, you know, be able to recuperate instead of working all the time. So, you know, Absolutely. making sure those are in there. Cause like you said, that's like that and self-care are the first thing to go. And you don't want, you don't want your health and your relationships to go um, away just because your business is taking over your life. So. Absolutely. And you got to look at them like business tasks because if your biggest goal in life, if you are really drawn to your, your business, your purpose, even more so than your family, mm -hmm. and we don't tend to talk about that as women, we feel like, no, it's always family first, but let's be honest, some of us as women have a really deep drive to do the thing that we feel called to do, and we can prioritize that ahead of our family sometimes, and, and that can be totally okay. That is sometimes necessary to do. If that is the case for you, if you are more driven by your goals than you know, spending time with your family, then look at spending time with your family as part of your business goals. Because if you are very motivated <clears throat> to, to meet this goal, but your family's falling apart, that's gonna be a really big distraction. And you're not gonna be able to meet that goal because your heart's gonna be breaking. So look at those things as a business goal, if that's what it takes to help you to orient yourself to the importance of all of them. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I like that you mentioned that because, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't really talk about that that are women because, you know, they don't feel like that's necessarily appropriate or, you know, they don't feel comfortable yeah. or something. So, yeah, yeah, I like that you mentioned Well, we feel like as women that we can't hustle like men can, you know, men, 
men love their families, but they mm -hmm. put their goals first and they do that for their families. Mm -hmm. And women, they can do the same exact thing. We put our goals first. We do it for our family, but sometimes we can all get into the habit of neglecting the people that we're doing it for. Exactly. It's normal and it's natural. We don't need to shame ourselves for it. We don't need to judge ourselves for it. We just need to notice and find the way that's going to help us to stay on track. Definitely, for sure. And then, um, so after your, your big tasks, the next thing you're going to put on your calendar are those income-producing activities, then your white space, and then everything else. All of your appointments, all of your social media, everything else comes after white space. Because okay. white space is one of those things that, again, we can just kind of forget about. So yeah. that's the order that I tell people to put it in. And, you know, at the very end of that, I'll do like chores and errands, and, you know, cleaning the toilet, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> that is not in my wheelhouse at all. So that goes on the bottom of my list. You know, people can jockey their list a little bit. Maybe that comes a little bit higher on somebody else's. But the most important thing is self-care, family time, small tasks associated with your big goals. If those things aren't on your calendar, I promise you a year from now, you're not going to be happy with where you are. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree because I mean, I've only recently in the past, you know, just, just in 2018 started really being intentional about what I was doing, writing it down, making sure to have it in my project management tool. So, you know, my business is 10 times different than it was this time last year. Because yeah. of that, so, you know, I mean, it makes all the difference. Exactly, for sure, and it's so important. And you know, if you're new in business, start now. Like this is the best time to start because once you develop those good habits from the get-go, then you're set for life. If you learn later down the line, it's harder to get into. I mean, it's obviously you can do it, but it's just a little harder to make yeah. those habits. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last step to this is just to keep chipping away at it. You know, it's. Like I said before, you're not going to nail it out of the gate. You're not going to figure it out the first week that you're trying it. You may try something that works really well for other people and it doesn't work for you. You've got to just commit yourself to chipping away at whatever the challenge is for you. So if, you're, if your to-do list is what's overwhelming you and you're trying time blocking as a strategy to solve that problem, keep chipping away at that problem, even if time blocking isn't the only thing that needs to be adjusted here. Just mm -hmm. don't throw in the towel and say, well, this is just the way that it is, or, you know, I can't do this. That really becomes a subtle message about your own ability. That's never the case. It's never, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's either, I don't want to do this. This isn't a good fit for me, or I just need to find a better solution. Yeah. There's never an, I can't, there's, we're always capable if we want to, but it's okay to say, like you said before, sometimes it's just not going to be what somebody wants to do. And that's totally okay. We've got to just go where we know we're supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so with time blocking, do you also do batching too? Or Oh yes. Please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I can't live without batching. I need to do some YouTube videos on batching and I'm trying to figure out how to tackle it because I micro batch. Okay. I'm fanatical because I have a very strategic mind. So this isn't for everybody, but if I can shave three seconds off of a task, I'm like, Ooh, let's do it this way. Like instead of clicking over here and then over here and then down here, I'm going to click in this order because it saves me half a second. Like <laughs> I'm ridiculous about it. it, but it just, 
it's one of those things that I found it works for my brain because I have that strategic um, strength. It makes it a little bit more fun. It's kind of like a game, you know, for me to figure out the most productive way of doing something. But then also I just could not function if I wasn't batching. Mm-hmm. I, I batch create my YouTube videos. I batch create my newsletters. I batch create my Instagram posts, my Facebook posts. You know, there's obviously tweaks and changes that get made and things that get posted, you know, just because the inspiration hits. Yeah. The act of batching literally has saved me. Oh gosh. Batching and time blocking. I'm not even sure I could tell you how much time. Okay. Saved me. I, I know that I get done in an hour, what most people take at least three hours to do. Yeah. At least three hours. You know, I can get an entire month's worth of Instagram posts done in about three to four hours. Where before I was spending a solid hour every single time I went to post. Exactly. So things like that, it just, it helps us to take back our time and take back our time freedom because we didn't get into this business to have, you know, a crazy job that is dictated by this crazy be of a boss that's telling us to work all the time. Like we got into this to make an impact and to have some extra freedom in our lives. Exactly. Finding those strategies to free up that time and to just, you know, eliminate that overwhelm. It's just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think batching is really important because you're not switching your brain to different tasks every, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. It just really helps you like yes. one day you're just going to knock out all your blog posts for the week or month. You know, you don't have to batch for an entire month. You can do it weekly if that's more comfortable to you. But Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the way I started out. I started out with a small batch because I didn't have time to figure out. I didn't have four hours to figure out a month's worth of content. Yeah. But, you know, in that one hour that I did have, I tried to figure out two pieces of content. And then the next hour, you know, I tried to figure out a little bit more. So it just helped me to slowly get ahead of the game. Exactly. Exactly. As long as you're getting ahead and, you know, you don't need to do weekly or monthly, whatever you feel comfortable with. And you can start a weekly work the way up. And then, or like, there are some people who do like a whole week that's dedicated to content creation, a whole week that's dedicated to podcast recording, and then a whole week that's dedicated to like admin stuff. So, you know, you can do it like that too. It just, there's definitely different ways to do it and you just need to find out what works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's now dive into the three questions that I ask everyone that comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Um, So for me, being an entrepreneur, like I said in the beginning, it's really about making a difference in a world where women have been underrepresented and and missing in leadership positions for way too long. I love men. I, we need healthy, good, you know, happy men, mm-hmm. but we need a good balance of strong, confident, happy, healthy women as well. So for me, it's about taking my place and having a voice in those things because as entrepreneurs, the two things that we start to build is influence and resources. And by resources, I really mean financial resources. Those are the things that make the biggest difference in the world. The people with the, the loudest voice and the most money behind their voice, let's be honest, they, 
they demand a lot of attention, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, anytime we look at a political debate, we can all see that that's the case. Money and loud voices tend to get the attention. So if we want to shift those power dynamics, we need to see more good women in these positions of power and with the resources to back the right messages so that we can get the right things out to the right people. So I'm, that's what I'm passionate about on a big picture level. That, that is what fires me up on a personal level. It is really about freedom, you know, whether it's freedom of expression or financial freedom or time freedom, that is that I think at the heart and soul of most entrepreneurs is what's driving the majority of us. We don't want to be told what to do and how to do it and when to do it. You know, we feel like we have something to share and we want to share it in our own unique way and having the freedom to do that matters. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So in terms of what's my favorite part of it? Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) Probably um, with the work that I do, it's probably the aha moment. When I'm talking with a woman and we're coaching through my process and she has that aha moment, that gets me so high. Like it's goosebumps and it's tears and it's laughter. And there's just this amazing light and like energy that comes from that. I think that's my favorite part of it. I, I live for those aha moments, the light bulb moments when something clicks and everything changes. Yeah, I think those are really cool because you're like, wow, I actually really helped this person do X, Y, Z. And it makes you, because you don't really feel that like at a corporate job. You're like, okay, cool, I'm just going through the motions. But as a small business, you're, whenever you impact someone, you're like, it makes you really feel really empowered. At least for me, I'm like, wow, I actually helped this person. Like this yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. So, um, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business currently? I think I have to say Asana. Okay. Yeah. I've only been using it for probably less than a year now. Okay. And I just, it's not perfect. I don't know if a perfect one exists yet. (laughs) I don't know what I did before it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, well, how did I manage my life before this? I even have personal tasks in there. Like, you know, Oh, the yard people are coming today or, you know, just my self-care is in there I have a whole asana project just for self-care so that I don't forget the things I need to remember yeah our whole life is in there too I get you (laughs) (laughs) it really helps though I'm like wow I would never ever be on time to anything I'd be like not knowing my dog needs to take his medicine like it would just be a mess if I didn't have it so I'm, I'm super thankful that asana and project management tools online exist definitely and then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just the person that you always feel inspired by and you know, you're always kind of consuming the content that they're creating. That's a good question. Um, it changes. I think Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield are really high up there. Yeah. Um, Amy Porterfield more for the very specific step-by-step how-to type of inspiration. Like that gets me excited when somebody – teaches as well as she teaches. Yeah. And then Marie, because she has the perfect combination of the energy and the mindset and the fun and the creativity and the purpose, all the personal aspects with the strategy. She is smart as a whip. And I love the fact that she can so easily 
combine those two and talk about life and business and in this very holistic, healthy way. Yeah, no, I think she, and she has that like get things done attitude. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really cool to like hear her because she, I feel like I can relate to her on a personal level and you don't always feel that with every entrepreneur you come across. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us where we can find you. So your website, your social channels, all that good stuff. Yes. So I am Tara Wagner on Instagram and YouTube. Um, I have a Facebook group called Boss Lady Breakthroughs on Facebook, obviously. And um, my website is xotara.us. And I actually have a freebie related to this time blocking. It's called Time Blocking Boss. And it takes people through these, these seven steps and helps them to figure out time blocking for themselves. Um, and that is at exotara.us slash TBB. So time blocking boss TBB. Awesome. Well, I will link everything in the show notes so people can go check that out. So they'll have to remember it while driving or, you know, doing whatever you're doing right now. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thank you, Jenny. This was awesome. I appreciate it. And I love what you were doing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 80. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.